It's a privilege for me to be here today and if I could give my sermon a title, I would call it Release the Seed into Your Life. And I'm going to talk to you about a scripture where Paul wrote to Timothy encouraging, encouraging him to release the prophecies that were spoken over his life and to use it as a weapon to wage warfare. And I want to encourage you while you sit here, start thinking about all the unfulfilled prof prophecies in your life. Start thinking about it. We've sung our very first song. We will call these dry bones into life. And it's from Ezekiel 37, where the dry bones were lying there and they said to the prophet, there's no hope for us. But the Lord said, prophesy to these bones. And as he prophesied, the life of God got hold of these bones and they gathered together and still there was no life and he prophesied again and the Spirit of God filled them and this house was restored. And I want to encourage you today, whatever is happening in your life and whatever unfulfilled prophecies is there and promises out of the Word of God, don't believe the lie of the enemy that says it's over, for it's not over. For we are serving the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Did you know when the king speaks, his word becomes law? And the king, the king has spoken over your life. And the king has spoken over my life. And I won't believe the lie of the enemy. I won't believe the bad report of the economy, and I won't believe the bad report of my body. I will remind myself of the prophecy, the truth of the Word of God, which has been spoken over my life. And if you sit here today with all those unfulfilled prophecies, and you feel hopeless and despondent, take hope and listen. The King has spoken over your life. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Amen. Lord, we pray your anointing on this word. We pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will move mightily among the people, that every heart would be receptive to receive your word with a humble spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Paul write to Timothy, 1 Timothy 1 verse 18 and 19. So, Timothy, my son. I am entrusting to you this responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry, in keeping with the prophecies spoken over you. With this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. Amen. And what Paul is saying here is that obviously people had made remarks about Timothy and he said, listen, Timothy, don't listen to whatever people say. Listen to the prophecies that were spoken over your life and use them as a weapon to fight warfare in your life. I want to encourage you today, use the prophecies, use the word of God. So in order to understand a bit more, I just want 
to lay a bit of a foundation about seed, which is the Word of God. For the Word of God is always a seed. Just think about it. Nothing that you will ever receive from God would be in another way than His Word. It's always His Word. So it's important that we understand this. And Jesus, when He tells the parable of the sower, he himself identified this as the most important parable, and he says, you need to understand this, otherwise you won't understand anything else. So it's important to understand the principles in the kingdom with regards to seed, the word of God, which is sown into your life, and is continued to be sown into your life. Now, he's talking of the people who received the seed in good ground. And he's talking about some has a yield of 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. What is the difference? The word is the same. The seed is the same. The only difference is the condition of the heart. That's why Paul writes to Timothy and says there are two prerequisites to receive this and to use this. First is you need to have faith. And the second one is you need to have a clean conscience. So there's a lot to say about that. What is a clean conscience? A clean conscience is just do what you need to do and don't do what you don't need to do, what you should not do. Amen. You know what's right and you know what's wrong. Get your conscience clean so, so that you can stand before God, that you can truly have faith. Some time ago, the Lord really challenged me and he said, do you truly believe me? Do you Truly believe me. I want to ask you today, and I want to challenge you today. When you put your head on your pillow tonight, ask yourself that question. Do I truly believe God? For if you truly believe God, your life will change. Because you will truly believe this word of God. You will truly believe a prophecy that's spoken over your life. You will truly believe that God is for you and not against you. We will, will truly believe that you have a hope and a future and your hope is good and your future is bright and you will dance upon the ashes and he will raise you from a spiritual death and he will heal you and he will restore you for it's the word of a king. James 1 verse 21, he says, In a humble spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts has, contains the power to save your soul. 1 Peter 1 verse 23 says, You have been regenerated not from a mortal seed, but from an immortal seed, the ever-living, lasting word of God. An immortal seed. So there is no time limit on a seed. Many of us, you want to use something, you take it out of the fridge and you see lifetime has expired. Then, of course, it's something really worthwhile. You still use it, of course. Maybe you get an extra kick from it. <laughs> Do you know that a seed, a word from God, never expires? Never. And if it's not been fulfilled in your life, you can use these prophecies. You can use it and recall it and rekindle it and refire it and call it into remembrance and prophesy it into life again for there's no time limit on the seed of God. 
Matthew 4 verse 4 says, you will not live by bread alone, but by every word that is proceeding from the mouth of God. And it's an ongoing word. That is seed that is sown into your life. John 6 verse 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life. The words that I've been speaking to you are spirit and life. We have just now now sang a song. Holy Spirit, you are holy. Holy Spirit, you are holy. Do you, do, you, do you truly realize what is happening when the word is released in your life? For it's this Holy Spirit, the life of God, the DNA of God, that is contained within the seed that is sown into your life. And if you receive the seed with a humble heart, the life, the very DNA of God is planted into your life and nothing can stand against the word of God. Nothing can stand against the word of God for he is the king. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The seed contains the power of multiplication. What happened when Jesus multiplied the bread and the fish? It just became more and more and more. And then there were 12 baskets left over. Do you think that he could not count? Well, I think he had Maths 101 in grade one. Something like that. But he knew exactly how many people there were. But 12 baskets were left over. 12 is the number for perfection, for completion, completeness. What is he trying to tell us? That he will supply your need. His seed will be enough and more enough unto perfection for whatever you may ever need. Amen. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. The content of his word contains the full and the complete package to save us to the utmost. To the utmost. Nothing else is left. Wherever, whatever you need, you have the seed of God. Right, now the foundation is laid. Now we can start with a sermon. Now, Paul writes this to Timothy, and he's writing it to you and I, for we need to fight warfare, spiritual warfare, especially in a time like this. How many people are sitting in this house today who are looking for a breakthrough in their lives? I know there's a lot. Amen. You know what? We believe the lie of the enemy. We think it's over. We think the curtain is, is drawn, it's over. No, 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 it's not over. That's why Paul says, listen, people, use these prophecies. Now, there are different prophecies. There are specific prophecies which have been prophesied over your life or that you have read in the Word and it jumped out and you know that the Lord is speaking to you and then you also get general prophecies. Now, this whole book is a general prophecy. This whole book where it says, I am your shepherd, you shall not want. This book says, I will never forsake you. No, never. That is a prophecy over your life. Do you believe it or not? Do we truly, truly, truly believe God? 
Psalm 139 verse 16 says, and in your book all the days of my life were written before they ever took shape, when as yet there was none of them. What does it mean? It means even before your mommy had a twinkle in her eye, even before this, this earth was created, there was a book written and your name is in that book and your life is in that book and the king of kings wrote that book and his his word over you is a good word his word over you is not a, a word of sin and failure and hopelessness. His word over you is a word of hope. His word over you is a word of purpose, of fulfillment, of life in abundance. That is his word over you, which was written before you were even born. Do you truly believe it? Do you truly believe God? Well, thank you, God. You've written a prophecy over my life. I will start recalling this prophecy. I will start telling my body about this prophecy. For this prophecy says that I will not grow weak, but I will become stronger. So, body, listen. <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes a hard one, that. That is what God planned for you. Specific and general prophecies. And there are two requirements, faith and a clean conscience. Now, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, As surely as God is faithful and true and means what He says, I want to dare you today to believe. I want to dare you to believe. Dare, I want to dare you to believe God. Do you know what? God believes in His Word. God believes in His Word. We can also believe in His Word. Now, I want to tell you a little story. Now, this story is true, by the way. <laughs> and I really wondered why I should tell you this story, but I'll tell you in the end. So, when I was 10 years old, I grew up sort of alone because my brothers and sister were much older than I. And uh, they moved to Vintuk. And we were living on the farm here in the Bushveld, and I was 10 years old, and they sent me a railway ticket to come and visit them in Vintuk. Oh, what a blast. Just by the way, you know, in our house, and I honor my mom and my dad, but something like a movie was completely, completely off the charts. So when I landed in Vintuk, my brothers took me for 14 movies in two weeks. It was absolutely... Magnificent, it was wonderful. We had a blast. Anyway, now I was staying there with Auntie Mim. Now, Auntie Mim was an extravagant lady in all aspects of life. And when Auntie Mim packs in Patkos for the three days and two nights on the train, you can imagine you need a Fenter trailer. So we arrived there. Now, my one brother accompanied me back on this trip. And we arrived there with, I can't tell you, I mean, it was chickens, all in these, you know, the old cookie tins. It was chickens, leg of lamb, two chocolate cakes, one Swiss roll, 
Wonderful, wonderful food. But of course, at my age, you don't really appreciate that kind of food. I wanted to eat in the saloon, in the dining saloon, but I didn't have the money for it, of course, but I was eyeing that saloon. So, but now, it's, it becomes a bit bored on the, a trip like this because the kilometers between Windhoek and Uppington is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, and there's nothing. We, I didn't have a, a, a Facebook. I didn't have I, nothing like this. I, I, you know, now, now if you put a, a young youngster in a situation like this, what will pop out? Now, just as a bit of background, I was quite a crack shot with throwing a stone, and of course my kitty. Now, my dad, it landed, ended me up in so much trouble, so many times. And my dad all the time told me, you should stop this, it's really going to get you into big trouble, but I was really good at it. So if you're really good at it, you get better at it. <laughs> so, so I was standing in the passage of this train, drinking a Coke, which was a blessing, and all of a sudden I noticed a telephone post. And an idea popped in my mind. So I emptied the bottle, and I was waiting for the next post. And I threw the bottle at it, and I hit it. And all of a sudden, I started calling for bottles. So my brother started supplying bottles. And I was hitting post after post after post. Can you imagine that? I wonder what the farmers afterwards must have thought. What happened here? But now, all of a sudden, it drew a whole lot of attention and people was now looking at me, what's happening here? And they dare me because they thought they could beat me, but they couldn't beat me. And now, in the neighbor coaches, they also started doing this. And now, bets were made because which coach will win? And now, the, my people around me, they were looking after me because I was the star of the show here, the instant celebrity. And uh, anyway, I was very focused and just another post and another post. And I score one hit after the other, one hit after the other. And my brother, since he wasn't as good as I, we made him the manager of this whole thing because now bets were made and money was to be collected. And uh, this turned into a mini casino. Uh, and uh, the, 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 but the kellners uh, of the train, they were absolutely blasted because it, they were just running up and down supplying more cokes, more cokes, more cokes. And all of a sudden, the toilets became a problem because it's coke, run, throw, coke, run, throw, coke. It became a whole operation, and it's coach after coach after coach. And, and it was just crazy. While all of this was happening, my, I, I came to a thought, and I told my brother, get rid of the food because I saw an opportunity here. Where's the business people? See, I've got some business in me. And uh, so he was opening these tin, tins, and uh, I told him, the cook work, you know, the cake also. So half a chicken, you get two slices of chocolate cake for free, you know? And the people paid good money for this. We ended up with so much money. Can't believe you. And, and the bets we won, I mean, 
load of just moolah. And <laughs> more money I ever made in my life. You know, we sat and had wonderful lunch and dinner in the saloon. <laughs> Now, my brother was running up and down, and then he comes back and he says, the people in the next door coach want to bet a lot of money. Are you up to it? I would look at him, and I'd just tell him, I won't miss. I won't miss. Now, the pressure was on. You know, focus. Focus, focus, because now money. This is now a lot of money. And I just carried on. Do you know what? I asked the Lord now, why should I tell you this ridiculous story? Oh, by the way, the train had a prolonged stop in the R because the Coke supply ran out. <laughs> the first time in history it ever happened. The Coke supply run out, ran out. Anyway, so you know what the Lord told me, the message is, I had full confidence in my abilities but arrogant, but if I'm a servant of God, like you and I, and God is for me, which his word says, he is for me and he's not against me, and his word says, I am blessed and I'm not cursed. And Paul writes in Romans 8, and if God is for me, who can be against me? I cannot miss, I cannot miss Bring another post, I cannot miss. I will hit every time, every time, every time. And I want to encourage you today in the spirit, you cannot miss, for God is with you. The King is with you. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, He is with us. It says in Luke 1 verse 37, for with God nothing is ever impossible and no word from him is impossible of fulfillment. People, do you realize we're talking about the Almighty Father? He who hangs earth where there's nothing. He who stops earth in its orbit on a man's word. He who turns back the earth on its axle on a man's word. He is your father. He's my father. And he's the one that wrote a prophecy over your life. And he's the one who sent prophecies over your life. And he's the one that gave us his big prophecy over our lives. So how can you miss? How can you believe the lie of the enemy? For the enemy will all the time try and tell you, you have missed it already. Look at all the years that's gone by and nothing has happened. Well, then now is the time to recall and call those into existence. Amen. Start prophesying over your prophecies. Start recalling the truths of God in your life. For the life of God is in His Word. And nothing is ever impossible of His Word. Your children's lives, your health, your purpose. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that says you are a no good for nothing. No, no, no. God has a purpose for you. And you are going to be alive. Don't believe the lie of the enemy over this nation of South Africa that says we are gone. 
It's a lie. It's a lie. There have been prophecies spoken over this country and this nation, and we will fulfill our destiny in these last times. Amen. But the people of God need to stand up, and we need to prophesy the truth of the Word of God over this country of ours, for nothing will stand against it. Amen. Amen. We need to fight this. We need to do what we need to do. Let me give you an example. In Daniel 1, I'm just going to mention it. You can go and read. In Daniel 1, uh, Daniel 9, verse 1 to 4, and verse 19 to 24, it says that Daniel, when the nation was in exile, took the books and he read the prophecy that was written, which was brought by Jeremiah, which says, this is the number of years that we would be in exile. And he said, he made the sums, and he said, but Lord, this means that the time is up. And he went to the Lord and he prayed, and he sought after God, and God heard his prayer. And the angel Gabriel came and he said, from the moment that you prayed, the word went forth, and I came on behalf of the word. So I want to encourage you. You might sit here today and say, well, the Lord knows about all the prophecies. Of course he knows about the prophecies, but he's waiting for an obedient, a faithful, and a clean, conscious servant of God to rise up and prophesy back the words that's been released over your life, and it will come into fulfillment. Amen. I recall a, name, a man by the name of Lazarus. Now, he died. And they were good friends with Jesus. So when Jesus preached there four days late, Mary and Martha both said, Lord, if you were here, it would not have happened. But Jesus said, he will live. Because four days earlier, when they told Jesus that Lazarus is very ill. He sent forth his word. And he said, he will live. Before Lazarus' dead body entered that tomb, the word of the king was waiting. The word of the king was waiting. It's over, Lord. He's smelling already. You might say, it's over, Lord. It's smelling already. It's as dead as a doornail, as dead as it can be. It's never over if the word of God was spoken over your life. It's never over for his word is waiting for you in the grave. Amen. Well, I want to invite you, each and every one of you who want to speak a word, want to recall the prophecies, stand on your feet with me and say, Lord, I believe you. I call these words before you. I trust you, Lord. I will speak life into these dead bones. I will dance upon these ashes. <laughs> How beautiful it was when our brother danced here. 
I will dance upon the ashes. I will call the dead bones. I will prophesy into them. And the Spirit of God will bring life into them. Lord, I thank you that every word that you've spoken over my life would be fulfilled. I'm still alive. I'm still here. Your word would be fulfilled. Amen. Lord, so we thank you. We bring all these people before you. Each wonderful, wonderful, blessed servant of God, men and women alike. Lord, thank you that you've got a purpose with each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, that your purpose would be fulfilled. We call it into life. We call it into life. We call those prophecies into life. We call the promises, the prophecies of your word, the seed of your word into life in our lives, Lord. And we will not be the victims anymore, but we will reign as kings according to your word. We call it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So let's just pray the Lord's blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May you have a wonderful day. Amen. Amen.